0: EBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. The word tragedy is as old as the ancient Greeks. What is the essence of tragedy? It's a dramatic story told about potentially a noble person whose character is flawed by a single weakness. It's that weakness which causes him to break either some divine law or some moral prescript, the breaking of which leads inevitably to his downfall or destruction. Such is the story I'm about to tell you.
2: I owe my life to you.
0: You have strange gifts. Perhaps.
2: And when you found the golden fleece... How can I find it now? I cannot see, half blinded by the snow.
1: It's simple, Jason. Here, look into my eyes.
2: What's happening? I can see. Wadika. I could
0: see. Our mystery drama, The Gift of Doom, was adapted from the immortal Greek tragedy, Medea, especially for the Mystery Theater by Arnold Moss. It stars Kim Hunter. It is sponsored in part by General Electric Citizen Band radios and True Value Hardware Stores. I'll be back shortly with Act One. It was the fall of the year 1897, just months before William McKinley had been inaugurated as the 25th President of the United States. It was a time when the discovery of fabulous amounts of gold... in Alaska and the Canadian Yukon... screamed from the headlines of every newspaper in the country. And in the town of Thessaly... in one of the states of the Great Plains... they had just garnered a harvest of another kind of gold. Tons and tons of beautiful yellow wheat. Phineas Cobb watches his nephew Jason... as the hands prepare the grain for storage in the tall silos. One of the richest crops we've had in years. Yeah, I predicted it way back in early June. I,
2: so you did, Uncle. So you did. Too bad your father's no longer here to see it, Jason. Uh, Would have given him no end of joy. We can't bring back the dead. Well, that's true enough. <laughs> Keep this up and you'll turn out to be a very rich young man. I may or I may not, Uncle Phineas. That's still in your hands. The farm and all that's with it go to you. When I can prove to my dear Uncle Satisfaction that I'm responsible, mature, worth those the words? Uh, you know your father's wish as well as I. When, in the sole judgment of my brother Phineas, my son Jason has proved himself mature in his decisions, established a responsibility in all his acts... Then... And only then do all my earthly goods and properties pass on to him, my son. That's it, Jason. What must I do? Well, I've told you half a dozen times. Go prove yourself a man. Show the world you can stand up on your own two feet and hold on to the small fortune your father tore from the earth by sweating out his heart. And your prescription for that proof? That's up to you. You've never raised a hand to help yourself. You know suggestions? Just possibly I do. Like what? You read
0: the papers, same as I. Look at the headline here. Gold, gold, gold. Steamer Portland out of Klondike, bound for Seattle, passed through Puget Sound today with a ton or more of gold
2: aboard her. Very interesting, <laughs> year or two along the Yukon River up in Alaska with all the hardships might be just the right medicine for you. Might, uh, come back a man. Or not come back at all, from what I've read. Those are the chances we all must take. And should I not come back, then all this land and property reverts to you. Not so, dear Uncle Finney? It's in your father's will. How well, I know. Hmm. The Klondike, huh? Sounds enchanting. I just might go. And I might just surprise you, Uncle Phineas, in more ways than you would ever know. Look, Hector, look, we're almost there. The fog last is lifting, Jason. Oh, that must be the outline of the settlement. It's Gagway. A cold Alaskan shore where everything begins. <laughs> we hope. I'm glad we two met back at Seattle. Uh, and
0: I too, Jason. It's made the voyage on this great ship Argo almost bearable.
2: I'll be glad to see the last of it. I smell the last of it. Ken to a cabin that was never meant for more than two.
0: And all of them in search of the same thing. Go Like you, my good friend, <laughs> Hector. <laughs> and like you. We'll pray that Lady Luck will smile on us. That's all we'll need. That and the supplies to last at least a year. Between the two of us, we'll strike what we came looking for. There's something that tells me.
2: Whatever happens, I can promise you that nothing in this world will ever stop me. Nothing, Hector. <laughs> I guess that means we've arrived. <laughs> Got your blankets, heavy clothing, furs and robes, a rubber boots, the mining pan. Uh-huh, the uh, horses, pack equipment. The evaporated eggs and onions, flour, cornmeal, rice and bacon. Tablets, coffee, lozenges, blocks of beef and pemmican. There's nothing that we lack. Like. Well, now, you lads can joke, but once you get out there, you'll find that it's no laughing matter. You take it from old Cannibal Joe. I know from sad experience. Yeah, but there's nothing like it. I'd still be out prospecting if my health did not run out. We weren't really joking, Joe. We know of the excitement or we wouldn't be here. And the danger. Like everyone, I guess we all keep dreaming of that great placer stream up in the sky where flakes of gold will glitter on the gravel bars and nuggets the size of bird's eggs will be scooped up by the handful. I I like the way you talk, my boy. You have a feeling for what's out there.
0: Uh, you uh,
2: you said you'd show us maps. Oh yes, and here they are. They're a little crude. I don't draw well. We're told the water route by river No, board. no, no. The winter freeze has started. You can't get through the ice. My advice is to take the Chilkoot Trail. This one right here. That's it. White Pass Trail until you come to Dead Horse Gulch and then on up to Summit Hill. Uh, Is uh, that the border where Alaska ends and Canada begins? Oh, you're catching on, you two. (laughs) And then down into the Tucci Valley, and then here you start pulling up the Klondike River till it meets the Yukon, and that's, that's Rabbit Creek right here. That's where you'll find the place I state my claim, the Golden Fleece. And you're welcome to it. The Golden Fleece. Uh, I hope we find it. Oh, you will. With help. You, uh, you see this charm, this, uh, amulet of stone I wear around my neck? I couldn't help but notice it. Looks something like a human eye, gazing right into your skull. It does indeed. I want you to have it. How kind of. But why? Well, as a good luck piece, right, Joe? Oh, it can be good. It can be very bad. Depends who's wearing it around his neck. Well, now, if you get to this point here alive, you'll be within a whisper of the Golden Fleece. And by that time, you'll both of you need every bit of help that you can get. The help is there. What kind of help? Young Indian woman named Medika, daughter of a mighty Tagish chief. She lives with a toothless old woman for companion right near here. And this this amulet, she, she gave it to me. She helped me once might do the same for you. But how? How could she help? Well, that's something you'll find out. If you are lucky. If she likes you. But I warn you, Medica's something very special. Her own people are afraid of her. They call her... Witch. Why, Joe? Uh, she has a strange and unknown power that no one can explain. So if you find her... Bless your stars. But at the same time, watch your step, my lad. Just watch your step. Jason, I tell you, I can't take another step. I've, I've had it. I've, I'm a beaten man. Hecker. Hecker. we can't stop now. We've traveled all these weary must. I'm sure that we're nearly there. Oh, our food is almost gone. Our dogs have died of hunger, cold, exhaustion, and those icy winds, they keep blowing. The blizzards never stop. They bite into the marrow of my bones. If we quit now, all we've gone through has been for nothing. And that's madness. Jason, to push ourselves to death is equal madness. Then what's your choice? Get into sleeping bags here where we are. And slowly freeze or starve ourselves to death. At sixty degrees oh, below zero, it won't be slow. I've already lost two man. fingers from frostbite. I know. And I'm half blind from staring <laughs> at the snow. My eyes. Oh. They seem filled with red hot sand. And why? Why push on the loss of sleep? Come on. Oh, come on, let's move on. I can't. Not one more step. Uh, Jason, you, you go on without me. Let, let, let me die now You here. have got to come. I can't. I won't. your feet. You'll come if I have to drag Nowhere. you. Oh, where? Jason, I warn you. Let me go. Come on. I need your eyes. Let, let go of me. You'll be sorry. What are you doing? My hunting knife. The blade is sharp. Now, you touch me once more. Put down that knife.
0: No, it sounded like
3: Jason.
2: There's something moving up ahead. It it, it's coming toward us. What what is it? I I, I can't tell. I can't. I I think it Yes. Yes, a man. He's coming straight this way. What what can he want? What would he be doing here? The end of nowhere. Say nothing. We're about to know. You too. What you you you
1: come with me. Fast as you can. A woman. Who are you? Where are we? No time for questions now. My shack is over there. You come, you two. I am your friend. You come while there is still time. You're feeling better, Jason?
2: Like one reborn.
1: Watona, toss more wood onto the fire. I will, Medita. Watona's been with me since I was born. She can't do much, but I am loyal to her. I'm sorry for your friend. We did our best to save him. His wish to die was greater than his will to live.
2: I know, Matika.
1: And so you've trudged these many miles to find Joe's golden fleece.
2: That, among other things.
1: You know, the amulet, the eye you wear about your neck, led you my way. It was my father's, a great man.
2: I owe my life to you. Carable Joe said you had strange gifts.
1: Perhaps. And if you find the golden fleece, what then?
2: How can I find it now? I can't see, half blinded by the snow.
1: It's simple, Jason. Here, look into my eyes. Place your hands upon my shoulders. Now look hard. Look harder still.
2: What? What happened? There are shapes beginning to appear. I can see. But Dika, I can see. Of course you can. You are full of wonder. You've given me my eyes again. A small gift. What can I do to show my Gratitude.
0: Stay
1: here with me,
2: Jason.
1: Stay here with me and you will learn of greater wonders yet to come. But understand, there is a price to
0: pay. Which is?
1: With time you'll learn, my Jason. It takes time.
0: In the days that follow, Jason dips his mining pan into the shimmering waters of the sunlit creek's. Rocks the gravel in his miner's cradle, always on the alert for the sparkle that spells gold. And as he does, he speculates on what further unexplainable wonders lie ahead for him in this bleak alien land in the company of this strange woman with her mysterious powers. I shall be back shortly with Act Two. for the gold of Canada's Klondike some 80 years ago brought out the very worst in men. They came from every quarter of the earth and those who managed to survive became like addicts who understand their sickness and can do nothing to control it. But Jason Cobb was the exception. Almost a year was passed and aided by Medika's strange powers he has found the claim known as the Golden Fleece which has yielded its rich treasure to him. As he prepares for his return journey to the States, he listens to Medica.
1: Why must you go, Jason? Why?
2: I've had my fill of caribou and bear steaks. The moose hide pokes are bursting with my gold. It's time that I return to my own way of life. I'm going back to claim the land that's rightly mine. But
1: you don't need that anymore.
2: I mean to have it. Why? Because it's mine.
1: And I am yours. Stay here.
2: I don't belong here. I can't take up the Indian way of life. It's not for me.
1: Am I for you? Of course.
2: But at another time, maybe, or in another place, not here.
1: Then take me with you, my beloved Jason. Take me. You know my way of life, so don't deny me a small taste of yours.
2: You may not like it. If you are with me... There'd be problems, problems. Well, the way the people think back there in Thessaly, you're an Indian woman from this frozen north, and I... We'll
1: face what must be faced when that time comes.
2: What happens to Watona?
1: Old Watona. She comes with us. She'd die up here alone, but she will be no trouble.
2: You know what just might work? When Uncle Phineas sees you, can you imagine what he'll say or what he'll do?
1: Your Uncle Phineas may not have too much to say. Or do, if that should be your wish.
2: What does that mean, Medica?
1: It means you must remember that I can do for you what no other woman on earth can do. You do remember. When do we leave to see your uncle in this town of Thessaly? Tell me, my Jason.
2: I've been away almost two years, Uncle Phineas. I've come to claim my property.
0: I know you have. You and this
2: wild creature you've brought with you. So speak with more respect, but is my wife. Your wife? This wild looking thing dressed in her hides, laden
0: with barbaric ornaments. She... Don't let him upset you, Jason.
2: What? I have endured these past two years the hardships, the defeats, the agony, the sorrow. And then to know success and victory, all of this, has made of me what you would call a man.
0: Mm. And you call this acquisition your success?
2: Calmly, Jason.
0: Calmly. I'm
2: rich, Uncle. I am rich by any standard that you measure by. I've gold enough to purchase almost anything I desire. Uh, that's something. Still... Still what? By terms of your dead father's will, I still could hold the property you call yours. But you would not. Don't
0: push me, Jason. It's just possible I might.
1: You mean you keep from Jason the land that's rightly his?
0: Depends what meaning you give to words like rightly. I see.
2: You mean to cheat him? I mean to keep the things I have. My thing? Depends on your point of view.
1: We have enough and more, dear Phineas Cobb, without what you propose to steal from Jason. And so, before we go, I wish for you to have a little gift.
0: Oh, a gift? For me?
1: This little amulet round my neck, hung on this chain of gold. It was my father's.
0: Ah, that stone,
1: looks exactly like some human eye. What
2: are you doing, Medica?
1: I'd like you to have it, Uncle Phineas. Here, around your neck. Like this. (laughs) No.
2: Who are you? You're not a woman. You're some kind of a witch. What have you done to me with your black magic? My chest is being crushed. I can't breathe. I can't. Ah. Madika.
1: Your uncle is dead. Now, take the amulet off his neck. So? What must we do? Do? The land's now yours. The gold is yours. And I am yours. Whatever else you'd like
2: is yours. We must get out of here as fast as possible. They'll think
1: it was a heart attack.
2: I mean, we must leave Thessaly forever, start life again some other place, where we're not known, where I can keep you hidden.
1: Where is that?
2: I... I must say it, where they won't know that you're...
1: Yes, my Jason. Where they won't know that I'm a foreigner, that I do not belong among your people, that I am strange and different. I didn't say that. I know you did. We'll go, of course Whatever place you choose And wrap me in my tuggish blankets Keep me concealed If that's what you want As long as I'm with you And you love me You love me, Jason, do you not?
2: I owe you much, Medeek
1: I know, I know But that's not what I ask
2: If not for you
1: Are you in love with me? We'll go New place, new friends But I remind you, whatever friends you make will be my friends. Whatever enemies you make will be mine, too.
2: (laughs) Uh, Here you are, Jason. Help yourself to a fresh cigar. Uh, Thank you. I've had my eye on you and Phoebe as you dance. You make a very handsome couple. Well, that's flattering. Your daughter, Phoebe, is a beautiful young woman, Senator Crane. Uh, It's Tom, my boy, not Senator Tom. You know, I think this time is good as any for my announcements. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Since our young friend, our Jason Cobb, came here to Corinth County five, six years ago, He's done many great things for the people of our county and the state and, may I add, for our great party. We're very proud of him. We're here tonight to pay him further honor. It's my great privilege, and I'm sure this comes as no surprise to any, to offer all of you tonight the name of the next congressman from Corinth County, that handsome, brilliant servant of the people, all the people... Jason Cobb. Jason. Wow. I, uh, I... Thank you. I'm, I'm honored. You all know that. Uh, and if I am elected, I'll do my very best to serve you. <laughs> Jason, when I selected you, I picked me one sure winner. No one can stop you now. Korean the Kingmaker. Actly and and named. And that reminds me. Yes, yes, John. The, uh, congressman from Corinth be a married man. I don't understand. A pillar of society, upstanding, steady, with no marks against... But, Tom, I am... I know, I know, that strange woman that you brought here with you, she and that old hag that follows her, we know about them. What about her? She and her two small sons, that, that doesn't count. That doesn't make you married, not, not here, in Corinth. They're my sons, too. Mardica is my wife. Come on, my boy. There never was a marriage. and You know it. Get rid of her. The sooner the better. Medica, that's her name, could spell the end of your career. What can I do? Well, just send her packing to the polar bears or wherever it was that you picked her up. Tom, even if I wanted oh, to... Jesus, my darling,
3: my Congratulations. I'd hoped you'd ask me for another dance.
2: I was about to. Please forgive me. Oh,
3: Oh, you don't mind my taking him from you? Or do you, Dad? No,
2: he's all yours, Phoebe, dear. All yours.
3: Thanks, Daddy. Oh, I can't tell you, Jason, how pleased I am for you.
2: Thank you, Phoebe.
3: I just hope that when you get to Washington with all those tempting, beautiful young women all hanging on your neck... Uh
2: There's none of them, I'm sure, could ever hold a candle next to you.
3: Thank you, kind sir.
2: I mean it, Phoebe. I think you know there's no one that I'd I'd rather have for a wife than you.
3: Dear Jason.
2: There are, as you're aware, some complications.
3: I know. Do you still love her?
2: I don't think I ever did, but I was uh, grateful.
3: Well, then send her back. It's just that simple.
2: Perhaps not quite... That simple.
3: Well, leave it to Daddy. He'll know how.
2: No, baby. I won't have her hurt if I can help it. If it must be done, it's I who will have to do it.
1: Oh, I'm glad you're home at last. The children missed you. Can I get you anything?
2: Madika, I must speak with you.
1: Of course. A glass of milk? Some crackers?
2: Please, listen to me. Now, I've tried... In every way I know how to help you and the children. I've been generous with my money. I've given you what time I could in a career that's most demanding.
1: I don't deny that.
2: I won't beat about the bush. I'm Tom Crean's candidate for Congress. And I will be elected come November.
1: But, Jason, that's so wonderful.
2: I'm pleased. I, I cannot have you with me any longer. I'm moving fast into another world. You must return up north to where I found you. And take Watona with you.
1: You cannot mean what you're saying. Why, my Jason, why?
2: You know as well as I do.
1: You cannot be alone. You need my care. I won't
2: be alone. Tom Crean's daughter, Phoebe, she's to be my wife. I don't believe what you're saying. There is no other way. What we have had up to this point was fine. But all good things sooner or later must come to their end. I cannot have you standing in my way. (laughs)
1: Old Phineas was right. You and your utter lack of manliness. Where is your shame? Shame for what? I saved your life. I gave you back your eyes. I cursed the day I did so. I followed you and I destroyed whatever threatened you.
2: My thanks, Medica.
1: Your thanks? I've borne your children. Enough, Madika. Where shall I go? Home to my father's land? Home to the people I deserted and betrayed. The people that now loathe me. That's impossible. Shall I go wandering around the earth, a beggar pleading for the world to take me in? You
2: cannot. You must not hold me back. If ever you had love for me, then go. And let me live the life that's destined for me. It'll be best and safest for us all. Best?
1: I will not have the kind of best that leads to suffering. Nor will I take the kind of safety which only ends in sorrow.
2: Why not recall the good things that we've had and go? Home?
1: Go where? We have no land, no home. i told you that. There's no harbor to protect me and my sons. What a
2: fool I was. My sons will not go with you. You leave here alone.
1: Alone? You cannot They
2: stay here with me. Before
1: I let you keep them... Leave my babies here to be insulted in a land that loathes and hates them and me, I... would Yes. Nothing. Jess, nothing.
2: There's one more thing I urge you to remember. You tricked me into all of this, you know that. Trick? Me. Or call it magic, call it sorcery, all the same.
1: Or call it love. I'll never leave. Unless it is by force. Never. You'll have to make me go. If
2: it should come to that.
1: And while we're both remembering, I remind you that love can be as brutal and as ruthless and destructive as the deepest hate. I've loved you always, Jason. Well, once I dared most anything to give you pleasure, to protect you. I now will stop at nothing. Nothing. To give you all the pain that you deserve. <laughs>
0: Hell hath no fury like a woman scorned. And when that woman is endowed with a supernatural power, her fury can become a blazing inferno of hatred. To what tragic end will Medica use her gift? I'll return shortly with Act Three. Shakespeare wrote, Love is not love which alters when it alteration finds, or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no. It is an ever-fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. Medica would agree completely with the bard, but now that Jason plans to desert her, alter his affections when it alteration finds, Medica must make other plans. Plans which, in her innermost thoughts, she had never anticipated.
2: She's got to fight, us, Tom. I did everything I could. If you won't move on, this, then I'll have to do it for you. How? There are ways.
3: I beg your pardon, Father. Jason, Medica's come to see me. To plead with me to use my influence. And I can't handle it.
2: She dared come here? Oh,
3: please, both of you. You talk to her and do what must be done without me, please.
2: She's come here to my home. How dare she? Yeah, I, I beg you to go easy. Do nothing more to anger her. It may be just a little late for that.
1: A little late for what, good Senator Crean?
2: You leave at once. You're not welcome here.
1: Oh, no. I stay, good Senator, until I've had my say.
2: You listen now to me, Medica. You're in this land illegally, you know that. Jason is not your husband as our laws go. I have an order for your deportation right here in my desk, all proper, signed, legal. If you're wise, you'll go quietly with no excitement, no parade of tears, no threats.
1: And if I go, my children, they go with me?
2: That's up to Jason. They were born here in this country. If he wants to keep the little animals, that's up to him. But I'd be happier if you took your livestock with you back to where all three of you belong.
1: You call my children livestock, animals?
2: If you're still here tomorrow morning...
1: One moment, Senator. I would ask a favor.
2: A
0: favor? From me?
1: A little one. I'll need an extra day before I leave. Another day. Another day and I will go. You need not worry. My people keep our word. I have no choice, Watono, my old friend. It's clear what I must do. Get me the robe. The golden-colored robe that I've been making. Fold it neatly. Place it in the wooden chest. Be careful how you handle it. And then... I'm giving it away. That... Beautiful robe. You made it for yourself. I shall be generous. For generosity can be the flower of justice. And now I swear by earth, by holy light of the midnight sun, by the entire host of all our northern gods, by frozen waters of the icy sea, the blinding snows, the makers of the moon and stars, by all of them, I swear that I shall do what must be done. Nothing on this earth will stop me. Nothing.
2: Well, Medica, tell me, what's your plan?
1: I have been thinking. Since last night, I've reasoned with myself. Reproached myself. I think you're well advised in taking this new wife with the rising of tomorrow's sun... I will be gone.
2: And the children?
1: I'm convinced that they should stay here with you, Jason. How could they manage in a land that's alien to them? They're babies. No, it's, it's better they should stay.
2: I understand.
1: Your wife to be, this Phoebe? I would like her to know that I have no bitterness toward her. Bear her no malice. I'm sending her a little gift. In celebration of her coming marriage. Oh.
2: A man can never read a woman's mind. What, what, What is this gift you're sending her?
1: A dressing gown of gold threads woven in an Indian design. I, I made it for myself some time ago. I never wore it. I will not need it now. Oh.
2: trouble, Phoebe, I can promise.
3: Medica frightens
2: me. Now, there's nothing now to fear. She's on her way, or she will be shortly. She knows that what is happening is inevitable. Your father's made it clear to her that there are no alternatives.
3: Oh, is that you, Dad? Come in.
2: Oh, who are you? What do you wish? It's old Watona.
3: I come here from Medica. What is it? I come to bring a gift for your young bride. Oh, I meant to tell you, Phoebe. I forgot. She asks that you accept this gift made with her own hands. You place it round your shoulders, young, happy,
2: golden bride. Go tell your mistress that we thank her.
1: She says that it will bring you all the things that you deserve. I take my leave, young lady. Sir. Sir.
2: Shall we see what's in the wooden box that she brought?
1: I'm not so sure I want to
3: see it. Not even sure that I should take it. Coming from her... you're
2: being foolish, dear. Medica means it as a token to show that she bears you no ill will. She told me so. Open
3: it. I will. Oh, it's lovely. Jason, it's a full-length dressing gown. So finely woven with golden threads into some curiously beautiful design
2: i beg your pardon i didn't know the two of you were here come on in Tom. see the rich gift your daughter has just received well, what is it phoebe well, who's it from
3: oh, oh, your friend medica she sent it as a parting gift to show there's no hard feeling just look at it
2: well why don't you take it from the box uh, and model it for
3: us oh of course uh, here i'll put it on oh,
2: what what's that does that go with it? What? What's what? Lying at the bottom of the box, looks like a crude necklace of some sort. That that stone yeah. there, like some human eye what? that stares what? at you and follows you. What is it? Don't touch it, Tom. Don't touch it! Ah! Baby, what's wrong? I, I can't The that I put on my body's
3: breaking. Take it off! I, I can't. It's like hot daggers going through I can't. Oh,
2: Jason. Take
3: off that gown. I can't
2: find. My hands won't move. stand me. still. I'll take it off of you. Dad. What's that? Does that feel any... Oh, oh, oh no. No. Uh, the same thing's happening to me. Tom. And, Phoebe's fiery needles are sticking into me. Light hot and scorching. I can't. Jason, help me. Jason, help. Come on. Phoebe, what can I do to help?
3: What, what poison is concealed within this calm? she sent me? This gift of hers has doomed me to
2: find Modica Mortika What fresh horrors, what new evils are you guilty of?
3: The father and the daughter.
1: Both are dead. Slain by the poison that you sent them. You have done well, Watona. Leave me for a while with my two babies. Oh, my children. It was in vain I gave you life. I once had greatest hopes for you. That you'd look after me in my old age. All that will never be. Your father's seen to it that I depart from here in exile, leaving you both behind. But the day will never come when I shall give the children of my loins unto my enemies. Come, come, give me your little hands, my babies. Let your mother kiss you. Oh, my darlings, how fresh and young your eyes look. How straight you stand, my little men good it is to hold you to my breast to feel your soft young cheeks on mine the warm sweetness of your baby breath oh I love you both I will not ever let them take you from me this golden dagger see how it shines how sharp it is it was your grandfathers a great chief and a great man this dagger will guarantee that you, my babes, will never leave me. Never leave your mother. Be brave
2: and shut your eyes. Open the door, Madeka! Unlock the bolt! There's nothing that'll save you now. Open, I say!
1: What's wrong? Why do you batter at the doors?
3: Why do you shake the bolts? The dead will not awaken. Where is Madika? Where is that monster? Call her monster if you wish. She's done no more than she
2: thought must be done. Murder an innocent girl out of revenge and jealousy. And a curse father. With her sorcery.
3: Oh, Jason.
2: You know not yet the full depth of your misery. What do you mean? She plans to kill me too?
3: Come, my lord Jason.
2: Follow me. Where are you taking me, old woman?
3: Here, to your bedchamber. Open the doors and you shall see. What? Ah. Your your sons, my lord. Ah. They're
2: dead. I can't believe it. Who did this? Their mother. But why in the name of heaven, why? You must ask her. Where Where is
3: this (laughs) lonesome woman? She's wandering on the high cliffs outside the house, tearing her garments and her hair.
2: You to me. Don't
1: come too close to me, Jason. I warn you, stay away from me. Your sons are dead because of what you did. I would not see them live despised and hated as I was. Call me a monster if you wish. For now I've torn your heart to pieces. Just as you've torn mine. You fiend! Don't touch me, Jason. Keep your hands away. Look at the sea below. And the clear skies above. And the scattered soft white clouds. They all welcome me.
2: You're insane. Ah,
1: but I have not lost the gift of my great powers. I use them now for the last time. I am about to fly. Fly high over the seas. Back to my place of birth. Not to the place we met, but back. Back to join the spirit of my father's. The gods of the midnight
2: sun. Then jump and kill yourself. Spare me the trouble and the shame. Jump. Rid the world of all your evil.
1: Farewell, my
2: Jason. Remember.
0: Englishman once wrote Few people know how to love Or how to hate Their love is an unbounded weakness Fatal to the person they love Their hate A hot, rash, and imprudent violence Always fatal to themselves And so Medica's love Which turned to hatred and revenge Was the weakness which destroyed Not only the people and the world about her It destroyed her I'll be back shortly. The nineteen seventy-seven Buick Regal. It comes with Buick's terrific V6 engine. It carries six people and lots of Buick comfort. It's lean. It's
2: maneuverable in city traffic. It's the most luxurious mid-sized car Buick builds. Yeah, this new Regal is pretty much everything a car should be, except for one thing. It isn't yours yet. But it can be. Just see your Buick dealer for a test drive.
0: Soon. here in my hand is a little capsule it's contact it contains enough cold medicine to help relieve cold symptoms caused by every known virus think about that the next time you're sick sneezing dripping or clogged up then let us help you with real medicine like contact we're number one in the whole world your The Medea of Euripides, on which our drama was based, was first produced in the year 431 B.C., more than 2,400 years ago. This study of a soul divided against itself was one of the first plays in all dramatic literature to turn the spotlight on some of the complexities of feminine human nature. Its capacity for passionate love, murderous hate, pride, willpower, ferocity superhuman energy. Our cast included Kim Hunter, Mason Adams, Arnold Moss, Russell Horton, and Bryna Rayburn. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown. Radio Mystery Theater was sponsored in part by Buick Motor Division and Contact, the 12-hour cold capsule. This is E.G. Marshall inviting you to return to our mystery theater for another adventure in the macabre. Until next time... Pleasant dreams...